Please welcome your nerds! Welcome, welcome to the Nerd Degree. Uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, this is the, the first anniversary edition of the Nerd Degree. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for their support over the first year. Uh, we're actually marking the, the first year with a simultaneous podcast in Wellington that is happening right now. Um, Nerd Degree founder Brendan is up there hosting uh, that at the New Zealand Improv Festival. And because we were too slack, we didn't coordinate anything between the two podcasts. <laughs> so you just have to listen to them separately. Um, look out for it on the website along with this one. So, so tonight's uh, instalment in Christchurch, uh, of course, is called Nerd Degree Big Sports Match Game. Uh, the episode that proves that despite what some people may think, nerds and sports can mix. Whether it's getting picked last by the other kids for lunchtime soccer at school, or insistently complaining about how much New Zealand liked rugby on Twitter. <laughs> You're very countercultural. Let's go. Um, but no, no, no. Nerds can be sporty too, so we want to avoid cliches. Uh, and besides, I'm sure that both teams have come to play. We'll leave absolutely everything out there on the field. And at the end of the day, comedy podcasting will be the winner. So, so uh, my name is Ben Allen. Uh, in a private conversation earlier this year with my friend and, and nerd degree founder slash oligarch uh, Brendan Bennett, uh, he suggested that I consider revealing more personal information uh, in my introductions. So that's that done. So, uh, <laughs> so without uh, uh, further ado, I'm going to introduce the team to my left uh, and the players. Um, starting with Sin. Sin, uh, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Sin or Century. Um, I am a photographer, designer, also quite a keen Lego artist. Uh, look that one up. Um, and yeah, I once ran five k's in a stormtrooper armor suit. Um, very good. Yep. Very good. Was that, was that your favourite sport? Stormtrooper yes. running? Yes. yes. Good. good. Definitely. Yep. Um, challenging. Challenging? Yep. Yep. And uh, to Sin's left? Uh, my name is Henry. I am a radiographer uh, as well as an improviser here in Christchurch, and I've never run 5K. <laughs> like in total? In like probably lifetime yeah, I, total? I, probably both, actually. <laughs> cool. Okay. So uh, Sin and Henry, um, you guys are going to need a team name. Now, I've, I've got some uh, lists prepared here earlier. Now, I just need you to pick uh, two numbers between one and five, uh, <laughs> inclusive. Uh, so, what would you like? Two. Two? And uh, four. Two and four. Okay, so your sports team name will be the Moss Eisley Speedwagons. <laughs> Moss Eisley Speedwagons. Okay. You guys are Moss. the Moss Eisley Speedwagons, <laughs> yeah. so we'll, uh, we'll take note of that. Uh, and then over on my right, uh, we have... Uh, hi, I'm Karen Healy. I am a teacher and young adult fiction writer, and my favourite sport is cheerleading, which ought to be introduced to the Olympics immediately. It is pure skill and enjoyment, and way more fun than a ball going one way and then the other. And to Karen's right. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Scott Curry. Uh, I'm a part-time procrastinator. Um, I'm too lazy to do it full-time. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite tall. Um, I'm, I'm a, the combo of quite tall but rubbish at sports, which means I was the kid at high school who got chosen in PE for the basketball team and then was a crushing disappointment <laughs> to everyone. It's horrible. Great. Okay, so um, Karen and Scott, you guys will need a team name as well. So yes. if you'd like to choose them up between one and five. Sadly, you can't have two and four. Three. Three. And one. Three and one. Okay. You guys will be the King's Landing Spatchcocks. Nice. <laughs> so can we hear it for the Moss Eisley Speedwagons and the King's Landing Spatchcocks, please? 
Uh, now, also joined on the show tonight by a veteran sportscaster, uh, Cameron McLeod. Cameron, how are you? Oh, I'm uh, fantastic, thanks, Ben. Uh, I think you're slightly confused, though. You have uh, veteran sportscaster uh, Chip Swimmingly um, <laughs> in the booth this We've evening. We've got Chip Swimmingly. Uh, yes. Was Cameron McLeod not available? No, he wasn't available, uh, but uh, a true uh, veteran of the sport came in. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. It's going to be a great game. Great Good. weather. It's very clear skies today. It's uh, very be... clear skies here yeah, in the it's, studio. It's going to be excellent. <laughs> um, so Chip Swimmingly will be keeping track of the scores tonight. So without uh, uh, any more messing around, we'll get into the first round, which is called Nerd Quotient. So I've got uh, questions on the theme of sports for you guys. So we'll start with the Moss Eisley Speedwagons. Oh, do you um, want to maybe explain what's happening with these? I don't know. What is happening with those? Because we, normally we have bells, but we don't have oh, bells. Sure. We have whistles. And we oh, that's have... right. Because it's a sports thing. Okay, so, so let everybody try buzzing in. <laughs> wow. Does it Good. Mean, does that mean that we're the... That yeah, just, just do it. And make sure... <laughs> Good. I just listened for the sound of a piece of paper rolling out <laughs> and back in. It's good. Okay, awesome. This is cute, their first birthday. Celebrated. All right, so, uh, most nicely speedwagons. Um, What recent Japanese incentive, uh, initiative, sorry, uh, led to major financial savings for a New Zealand business? Ooh. Um, Has it got something to do with the TTPA? No. No, okay. Nothing to do with the TTPA, but possibly on the... We wouldn't know about that, even if it had. Okay. That's Round rugby balls. Rugby. Well, are you, you're in the right. Ooh. You're in the right zone there. You're in the right okay. zone. Um, well, a lot of Kiwis go over to Japan to play, true, to play, rugby. play rugby. So I think you get something that, and all the Japanese rugby players are quite small in comparison. So I'm thinking that it's something to aid big rugby players. <laughs> something to aid big rugby players. Yes. Yeah. Some kind of technology. Yeah. Something to make them. Uh, we can give the definitive no to that answer. King Fleming Spatchcocks, have you got any uh, ideas on this one? Robot balls. Robot balls. Yeah. Not quite. Not quite the, the exciting world of robot balls. Um, no. Now, what I was looking for, of course, is uh, we're in the middle of the Rugby World Cup at the moment, as uh, people in New Zealand may have noticed, and uh, uh, Japan uh, beating South Africa. Uh, oh. has gone a long way to saving the TAB a million dollars. The TAB's uh, one punt in a million competition allowed people to guess the winning team in the margin of all 48 <laughs> matches with a million dollars to reward for anyone that could do so. Now, their money was probably pretty safe because just with, say, a 50-50 result, picking the correct answer 48 times in a row is something like one in 281 trillion. Um, but nevertheless... 47,724 people signed up for a, a chance at that prize, and after Japan played South Africa in Game 4 of the 48-match tournament, there was two people left. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, Japan beating South Africa has widely been labelled one of the biggest sporting upsets of all time. Such a um, good game. Very good game. Yeah. Should be noted, though, of course, that most of the damage actually in that competition was done by Tonga versus Georgia. Uh, by beating uh, Tonga, Georgia reduced the number of people still in the running from 35,730 to 452. <laughs> Nobody was picking that one either. Uh, okay, uh, King's Landing Spatchcock, so perhaps a more straightforward question for you guys. Um, I'd like you to name five films in which we see a game of Quidditch in progress. In progress, oh. okay, so Sorcerer's Stone. Um, what's the one where the, the bones go, you get all floppy? <laughs> yes, the it's floppy like bones one. Um, <laughs> 
Harry Potter and the Floppy Bone. Harry Potter and the Floppy Bone. Harry Potter and the Silver Stone or Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher's Stone, yes. yes, yes yep. One. Um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yes, two. Um, ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, again. But three. I think not in the fourth one. No, they're too busy having... And they don't have and they don't have it in the fifth one because and they don't, no, they won't have it in the seventh or eighth. <laughs> it's very important. Should we just keep, like naming them until we get to the end of the list? And get five. Yeah. Okay. So we've got three so far. Is it, okay. Is it the sixth one? Order of the Phoenix. It is the sixth one, Scott. Which is the Half Blood Prince. Yes, correct. So that's four. But not Order of the Phoenix. Out of five. Oh, there are five. The the Goblet of Fire. Oh, um, they go to the game at the start. They go to the final, but they don't actually see any match uh, play going on. Um, um, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2. Of course, they had a lot of running time taken up in those films by... By Harry, Hermione, and Ron beaming around the country in that tent, being emo. So, <laughs> no time for Quidditch there. Um, <laughs> if you were seventeen and someone was actually trying to kill you, and instead yeah, of saying "I wish I were dead," you had to be roaming around going "I wish I could kill this guy before he killed me," you'd be pretty emo. It's a lot of complex feelings and thoughts. Potter defender. <laughs> um, so you got four out of five, guys. That's, they'll give you four points for that. But what I was looking for uh, was the internship. <laughs> uh, the, the 2013 Vince Vaughan and Owen Wilson comedy oh. You mean the, the great um, comedy of 2001? Comedy, <laughs> can't see the quotation makes uh, that I'm making uh, that, that film of course is about um, older than the average Google internship candidates And uh, it depicts a game of Muggle Quidditch uh, on the Google campus Muggle Quidditch is also known as I can't believe I'm reading this Ground Quidditch <laughs> um, It's been played as a real game Since 2005 um, People do run around with broomsticks Between their legs um, it is now got teams at over 200 American universities God bless America. Uh, there's an international, uh, there's an international uh, organisation, and uh, the US dominates uh, the world championship, the most recent world championship. They beat Australia 210 nil in the final because Quidditch is a stupid game. <laughs> I understand how the ground portion works, as in you run instead of flying, but. What are the snitch and the blood? Ah, well, there are, there, are several, there are several versions of the snitch. Is the snitch a person? Yeah, the snitch, the snitch is a person, and some of this is often that has something hanging down between his legs and just <laughs> runs around and you have to grab it. Um, there are Can you catch it in your mouth? Sometimes the snitch is enacted by there will be two teams of people standing either side of the field throwing frisbees to each other, and one of them is randomly golden, the other is all silver, and you have to try and catch the golden one. Wow. Um, the stupid nature of Quidditch, possibly, that I find that is uh, the story apparently goes that um, uh, J.K. Rowling invented the rules of Quidditch or wrote them up sh- shortly after an argument with her then boyfriend, and uh, she designed them to be uh, the rules to be as annoying to a man as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. I don't know if that's the true story or not. So uh, yeah, well done, guys. Four four points are there for um, for that. Um, okay, uh, Moss Eisley Speedwagons. Why is a traditional parental lament you're wasting too much time playing video games looking like it is increasingly on shaky ground? Um, oh, well, there's the, the, the Dota tournament, for one. How, how much money do you get from winning? Very games? good, Henry. Yeah. You've, you've exactly nailed it, pretty much. I probably couldn't name any, any more. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, Dota, of course, uh, which is a, a, a mon- multiplayer online battle arena game, 
the 2015 championships uh, saw the winning team of five take home $6,634,000, oh, wow. uh, which is twice as much as you get for winning a Wimbledon singles title. <laughs> um, so they got $1.3 million each. It's a little bit less than the US Golf Open, which is $1.8 million, except the youngest one of them is 16 years old. And he got $1.3 million. Um, uh, top internet research analyst uh, at, at Baird Equity Research reckon that esports will be a billion-dollar industry by 2018. Uh, so well done. Five points here. I'll give you guys uh, five points for that. Um, all right. Uh, over here, King's Landing. Uh, what international sport uh, would uh, be a struggle for both Killer Croc and the Riddler, but it would be perfect for Batman? <laughs> Is, is Killer Croc a Batman villain? Yes. They're both Batman okay. villains. Yes. They both struggle at the sport. Weird. They both they both have real trouble, but Batman would be right up his alley. And it's a real sport. It's a real sport. That you didn't make up. I didn't make it up at all. So the, and the Riddler was the other one? Yes. Um, so it wouldn't be <laughs> champion puzzle solving then. Well, well you're on the right track. Swimming. You're it's, on it's, the right track. Um, of course, Killer, Killer Croc is very, very, uh, very strong, but rather stupid. Yes. And the Riddler, rather, right. rather clever, but not... Not very strong. Is there like some sort of instead of what's that? There's that 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 winter Olympic sport, which I just think is serious. I can't remember Slayer. the name of it. No, no, it's like you you <laughs> ski to a place and then you shoot at things. Oh, the one but, that the Swiss Army train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. That's really, the film Where Eagles Dare, starring Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a real sport. This is a sport you can get gold medals in. Yeah. You ski around like cross country ski, and then you shoot stuff. Yes, yes. The audience agrees. Because crocodiles are, are tro- for the tropics, so they that will is great. That is a great snow. sport. But Batman, as we know, does not use guns. So that, <laughs> that wouldn't work. Um, yes, um, I'm going to go with sky do- uh, sky paragliding. Paragliding, yes. Well, he probably Batman would be a natural fit at that. Uh, I think the Riddler would, okay. would probably be quite good at it because he's got very low body mass. <laughs> Maybe as well. Yeah. Um, what I was looking for uh, was chess boxing. <laughs> <laughs> chess boxing is an actual yeah. international sport. That you did not make up. I did not make it up. Um, it's popular in London, Germany and Russia. Um, <laughs> of course it is. It was developed by a Dutch performance artist, uh, Yippie Rubing. Uh, he got the idea from a French sci-fi comic book that invented the, the concept of chess boxing. So uh, a chess boxing fight consists of 11 rounds. Um, uh, competitors uh, box each other for three minutes. They just wail on each other for three minutes. Uh, then after a quick break, they sit down in the ring with a chess board for three minutes. And then after each chess round, uh, they record the setup of the board and they go back to beating each other up. So it alternates through 11 rounds of boxing and chess. Um, I was thinking it would be something a little bit more like um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, where if if one piece takes another piece, they have to box and then the winner stays alive. That could be another variation. So so you can can win in chess boxing either by winning the game of chess, checkmate, or you can just knock the other person out. (laughs) So either of those is a victory. And um, yeah, it's it's got a world championship it's got a professional league it's a whole thing of course dark knight yeah, yeah. and of course uh, batman of course who's got everything would be would be mm, would be fine <laughs> it's hard to find a sport that batman would be bad at he's got everything everyone hates it. that's why everyone hates batman <laughs> yeah. um okay most likely speed wagons uh what recent successful kickstarter project uh could have guillermo del toro reaching for a camera in about a year's time I only watch Kickstarter things for like weird. Like I saw one the other day for like a shower that uses less water. That's kind of so. The maybe Guillermo my... Toro would like to film someone <laughs> taking a shower. <laughs> using 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 less water. Um. <laughs> 
that's a much more noble goal than this Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. It's very. Uh, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a clue. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a kind of a, a, a combat will be involved. Combat. Um. Noble goal. Are these people. A rate- camera that actually shoots stuff out of it. <laughs> wow. I'm sure he'd be keen on that. Yeah, it's really uh, they, uh, they raised five hundred thousand dollars in about seven days. These people wow. on Kickstarter. Um, have you guys got any idea about this one? Is it just no, last I was month? Doing real a stuff. documentary about chess boxing. Chess boxing. <laughs> I'd watch that. Me too. By the way, you should go home and look up like a photo of chess boxing on the internet <laughs> because these sweaty guys in boxing trunks are just hunched over a chess board. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, what I was looking for in this one uh, was that last month, US-based Megabots uh, successfully raised half a million dollars to modify their four-and-a-half-metre-tall, 5,400-kilo, human-piloted, heavily-weaponised fighting bot, the Megabot Mark II, so that they could issue a challenge to the one other existing giant death <gasps> meg on planet Earth, and yet the Japanese yeah. Kuratas, which is only four metres tall and 3,600 kilos. I think it's a disadvantage. Um, yeah. So, um, and the winner will fight the kaiju. Yeah, we're looking, we're looking at about a Pacific Rim-style smackdown in about a year. Nice. So they've got a year to modify their, uh, their robots for combat. This uh, is amazing. Megabot Mark II is, is laden ah. with guns, able to fire three-pound paint cannonballs at speeds of over 160 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Uh, now, they issued the challenge, of course, to the Japanese robot, uh, Sui Dabashi Industries, and they responded, uh, they, bit of smack talk involved here, <laughs> come on guys, make it cooler, just building something huge and sticking guns on it, it's super American. <laughs> <laughs> um, they continue, we can't let another country win this because giant robots are Japanese culture, so uh, it's now on like Donkey Kong, basically, so look out for that in a year. Um, May not be as great as we think. Um, a commercialisation specialist at the Robotic Institute's National Robotics Engineering Centre at Carnegie University predicts it may uh, end up with one robot incapacitating the other within seconds. So, <laughs> so robots are very complex machines. Did so. you guys watch like BattleBots or whatever it was called? I yeah. loved that. It's like like little like basically mechanised Tonka trucks, but with like with death wheels and saw mm. blades. It's a big and... thing. Robot fighting. Yeah. Um, they've, they've recently into. Um, upgraded their protections for um, audience members because a lot of people were getting basically splinters and bolts and things flying out <laughs> and hitting them. So they've just initiated a whole new sweeping range of... Um, it's the beginning of the war. That's right. Yeah. It could be the first moves. There's a Lego version of that too. Where, yeah, people make yeah, Lego bots and attack each other. Do they, have, do they have Lego. three pound you know, cannonballs? Though, do they use only 20% not. of the water of other Lego <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what, what I want to know. Um, okay, last question in this round uh, for you guys uh, over there in King's Landing. Um, what burgeoning... This is a great sentence to be able to utter. What burgeoning 21st century sport may be driven increasingly underground in New Zealand due to recently passed government legislation? It's a crackdown. Bull baiting. <laughs> 21st century sport <laughs> of bull baiting. Um. Underground chess boxing. Underground chess boxing. <laughs> we'll be forced further underground. No, yeah. Chess boxing is totally legit. Golf? It's the real um, thing. Is this TPPA related? <laughs> yeah, that's part of the regulations. It's all, there's a lot of hidden sub the, the copyright on this sport uh, is just about to expire. Oh, 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 um, 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 something to do with planes. Very close. Yes. Very close. Oh, like um, uh, drones. Drones. No, yes. Now you're onto it. Now you're the, onto the, it. The, the, drone the boxing. robot drone, drone boxing. <laughs> Very good, I'll give you guys three points for that. Um, so uh, FPV drone racing 
uh, involves building and modifying quadcopters for speed and maneuverability. Uh, then you put on a virtual reality headset, so you're looking at it fr- um, oh, cool. from, a, from, and then you race it through an obstacle course um, at up to 100 k's an hour uh, around urban and rural areas. However, New Zealand now has new uh, drone laws which require you to secure permission before hovering over public spaces or private property. So if you want to fly your drone in the park, technically you need written permission from the city council to go and do that. Um, the alternative is to pay $600 to the Civil Aviation Authority to become a certified operator. <laughs> uh, many dr- drone operators have accepted this with good grace. Uh, some haven't. Uh, for example, Slash.comment, I was reading on this issue, said, in my experience, the people who want to ban drones are the same people who want to ban cars. They won't be happy until they force us all back to the Stone Age. So there were some angry drone pirates, pilots out there. Yeah, I could tell you. Drone pirates. Pirates, they'd be good Yeah, so if you want to watch a cool 10 minute YouTube video, go and look up FBV drone racing because I just hooned them around forests and through, um, through wow. car parks and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so a good round, good round of the nerd question there. Um, chip. Chip, uh, what's the scoring looking like after uh, that round? Hey, uh, hey, Ben. Uh, yeah, Chip Swimmingly here. Actually, uh, we got an exclusive interview with a very, very mad Batman. Actually, um, <laughs> yeah, he was he was quite mad that that wasn't uh, knowledge that he was a prolific uh, uh, chess boxer. Chess boxer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I have that interview. Uh, caught up with him earlier. Um, so uh, you've bat- seen a lot, Chip, in your short time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's what's the score looking like? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the Moss Eisling Speedwagons are on five, and the King's Landing Spatchcocks are on seven. Nice. Welcome to the round of applause, everybody. <laughs> okay, on to the next round now, which is called "Don't Hate the Player, Hate the Game." <laughs> uh, in this in this uh, round, of, like I'm just going to read uh, an excerpt. A rule excerpt or a description of a fictional game, a fictional sport, and just at the end of that, uh, I'd like you to buzz in if you think you know what the answer is. Okay, just when I get through the passage. Okay, so first one. Basically, there's three grabbers, three taggers, five twig runners, and a player at bat. Centre tagger lights a pine cone and chucks it over the basket, and then the batter tries to hit the cedar stick off the cross rock. Then the twig runners dash back and forth until the pine cone burns out, and the umpire calls hot box. Finally, you count up having many score downs it adds up to and divide that by nine. Karen. Kelvin Ball? No. Oh. On the right track. On the right track. Uh, <laughs> I believe that was your flap. Yes. Chess boxing. No. <laughs> Not chess boxing. Uh, this is from a Wes Anderson movie. Okay. Mm. Uh, the one with the dorky kid with the glasses. No, I know. <laughs> At the private school who's in like 90 million clubs and Jason this Shaw, is no. definitely Rushmore. Yes, Not that film. Damn. No. Um, what I was looking for there was Whack Bat from, <laughs> from Fantastic Mr. Fox, the game oh. that they play, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, okay uh, number two. <laughs> Rule one grow at least three extra legs. You won't need them, but it keeps the crowds amused. <laughs> Rule two find one extremely good player, clone them off a few times. This saves an enormous amount of tedious selection and training. Rule three put your team and the opposing team in a large field and build a high wall around them. The reason for this is that though the game is not a major spectator sport, the frustration experienced by the audience in not actually being able to see what's going on leads them to imagine that it's a lot more exciting than it really is. Rule four, throw lots of assorted items of sporting equipment over the wall for the players. Anything will do, cricket bats, base cube bats, tennis guns, skis, anything you can get a good swing with. 
Rule 5, the player should now lay about themselves for all they're worth with whatever they find to hand. Whenever a player scores a hit on another player, he should immediately run away as fast as he can and apologise from a safe distance. <laughs> Apologies should be concise, sincere, and for maximum clarity in points, delivered through a megaphone. <laughs> Rule 6, the winning team should be the first team that wins. <laughs> yes, Karen? It's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yes, game? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to give you a point there. Can you expand on that for an extra point? It's called Wiffle Chunk. Not quite. <laughs> Brockian Ultra Cricket is the name of that game. Of course. Uh, it's on my yeah, um, Douglas Adams, a bit of a hitchhiker's uh, a guy, comes up. Uh, cricket comes up a bit. He's a bit of a cricket fan. Uh, he, in fact, had a, a, a script, a spec script uh, for Doctor Who that was all about cricket. Uh, rejected by the BBC, unfortunately. <laughs> I would watch that one. Okay, uh, the next one here. Um, once the ball is fired by the cannon, the teams pick up speed to be in a good fielding position when the ball comes off the rail. Any of the two catchers on another team can field the ball and move forward as fast as possible in order to pass the ball to one of the offensive players. Once the ball is held by an offensive player, the balance of the team forms in order to allow the offensive carrier to move once around the track 360 degrees to try for a score in the opponent's goal. This is a, a, a 1975 film with a... Yes, Sin. <laughs> is that... Rollerball? Rollerball, exactly. <laughs> Give them a round of applause. Yes. That's a Rollerball, yes. That uh, the James Caan uh, sci-fi classic. The um, best thing about that was it was remade uh, in the 90s, Yeah, I think, and instead of roller skates, they were wearing roller blades. Wow. Yeah. Contemporary update. Yeah, yeah. And today. Um, <laughs> three players on each team in rollerball, of course, are on motorbikes as well. So it's, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's what's all right. <laughs> Okay, uh, number four. Uh, if enough balls go into small holes in the centre of the field, the third ball unlocks and a pinball-style multi-ball begins to shoot balls via hidden pitching machines that come out of the field, causing chaos while the batter tries to hit as many balls as possible. Uh, two, a player on a motorcycle comes into the field and tries to drift over all four bases while they explode. And three, a giant tarantula enters from a bullpen with a player on his back. He's thinking about it. Yes. Is that in Lord of the Rings? No. <laughs> no, it was not. It should have been. Yeah. It should have been. Is that uh, Aussie rules golf? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody understands Australian rules. Uh, I'll give you a clue here. This is from an animated series. Adventure Time? Futurama, in oh. fact. Oh. These are the rules to Bloons Ball. <laughs> Uh, the jazzed-up version of baseball created in the future when baseball was deemed as boring as mom and apple pie. <laughs> okay, a couple more. Uh, number five, the game is set within an equilateral court, 38 feet on all sides, consisting of one large goal at the apex, with circular hole measuring approximately nine inches. There will be a minimum of two larger corner goals at the back points and three smaller bounce-off points, also known as fins, at the midpoints on all sides. A middle safe area no larger than an equilateral two-foot indented triangle is at the exact middle of the court. Karen. Basketball. No. <laughs> no. Similar. Similar. Think of a future version of basketball. Not many people that can play this game left uh, in, the, in, the universe of this, uh, in the universe of the sport. One prominent person. Yes. Jedi basketball. No, Jedi basketball. <laughs> There'd be more force use in Jedi basketball, I think. No. 
No, uh, this is the game. This is the game Pyramids from Battlestar Galactica, oh. uh, which is the one that no they. Seen it. This is a. This is one of the fictional sports that has been transitioned into a real life sport. Mm. People now play pyramids. Uh, this is from their official website, and these the uh, spelling out the court measurements. <laughs> um, okay, and, and one final one here. When the whistle sounds to start playing, players. Yes. Rugby. <laughs> Not quite. Okay. When the whistle sounds to start play, the players in the wing areas shall be released. All other players are confined to their areas until a player of either team has gained possession of the ball. The ball goes out of bounds. The ball crosses the defensive area line. A whistle stops play for a penalty or a whistle restarts play after a non-time-serving foul. When any of these events occur, the face-off has ended. Scrabble rugby. Scrabble rugby, no. (laughs) Karen, you look like you were about to blow the whistle there. Monopoly badminton. Monopoly badminton. (laughs) You're just putting things together. (laughs) So are you. I know there was a similar game played in Starship Troopers. Was it from that? Oh, very good, very good. Not quite. I'm going to give you a point. I'm going to give you a point just for remembering that game exists. (laughs) Uh, No, what we were looking for here was lacrosse. (laughs) <laughs> Do people actually know what that uh, is? From the game lacrosse you know, yeah. It's got the basket, sets a ball There's a face off yeah. and Release of wings um, New Zealand's got a lacrosse team yeah, New Zealand does yeah. have a um, It's probably got some name New Zealand Black, has several like ice hockey teams I found this Several ice hockey yeah. teams there you go. Wow. All right, so that's the end of uh, Don't Hate the Player, Hate the Game round. Uh, not a lot of heavy scoring in that round, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, Chip, Chip you've, you've seen a lot of crazy sports in your time. Yeah, just oh, absolute craziness. Um, I was there at the uh, great uh, lacrosse game of uh, 1100. I'm very old. 1100. Um, yeah, 1100. It was, it was a great, great, great... Didn't know uh, the game went back there Great far. final. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a... It's, I think it might be a Cherokee game. A Cherokee Yeah, game. like it's been around for thousands and mm. thousands of years. Yeah. And then white guys came along with popped up collars and took it over. <laughs> Douche bros. Douche bros. Um, so what are, the, what are the scores here, Chip, after um, round two? We have uh, Moss Isley Speedwagons on seven um, and the King's Landing Spatchcocks on eight. Give them a round of applause there. Yeah. Tight game. All right, so the next round uh, is called State of Origin, uh, which we determine if the teams are from New South Wales or Queensland, and we make them play rugby league against one another. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. Um, uh, I mentioned before that uh, Douglas Adams liked to mention cricket a bit in his book. Um, according to uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the sport of cricket played on Earth is actually inspired by an ancient galactic conflict called the Cricket Wars. Mm. Uh, the mm. cricket bat resembling the multifunctional battle club that was wielded by the deadly white robots of cricket. They could be used to knock down buildings or fire destructive rays or launch a hideous arsenal of grenades that could take out a major sun, striking the grenades with the battle clubs, launch them with phenomenal accuracy over distances ranging from mere yards to hundreds of thousands of miles. Uh, it's been said that Earth is the only planet in the galaxy that treats this genocidal conflict as a subject fit for a sport, uh, which is why we are shunned by the rest of the universe. <laughs> so that was, that was Douglas Adams' story about cricket. So uh, in similar lines, uh, I would like you guys to uh, come up with a, a new sort of mythical or perhaps galactic origin story for a couple of the sports we play here on Earth. So uh, King Cleaning uh, Spatchcocks, we'll start with you. Um, I'd like you to tell me about the secret or- origins of the sport volleyball, please. 
A long time ago in a galaxy far away, um, a young dragon queen was guarding her Her eggs. That's right. Um, Now, of course, the dragons of Watch Clock 7 are um, white. They're all white. Um, And the eggs are perfectly spherical and must be guarded very closely to make sure that they don't plummet from the cliffs on which they are Uh, That's right, because the the, the eggs uh, are incubated in, in, in... in the arms of the, of the dragon, mm-hmm. and uh, if, the, if they touched the, the ground where they, of the planet they lived on, of course... Uh, Which is lava. Lava. <laughs> they would instantly uh, see the, uh, the egg melted away. Now, of course, this dragon's sister was um, of, of uh, a, a rival tribe. She'd been adopted into a rival tribe, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. she approached her sister one day and uh, grabbed the egg and was, was flying away with it. Uh, so, of course, her sister called upon her, her fellow dragons to assist her. That's right. And uh, they, uh, they tried to, to grab the egg uh, off, off, the, off the sister dragon who was flying away. Uh, however, some passing uh, driftnet uh, dragon fishes... Uh, mm, very uh, common. ...were, were uh, trawling for, for dragons uh, in the sector at the time. Mm. And their, their giant driftnet having to pass by... Uh, and it, it ensnared some of the dragons, and they realised that uh, they, they, the dragons couldn't afford for this egg to, to be caught in the drift net. That's right, so they, they waited behind the drift net. Um, in the meantime, I mean, several of these eggs had been taken, and so the evil sister was tossing them back. Mm. Um, however, the dragons don't have very good hands. Arms very good for cuddling eggs, but hands are a little bit sloppy. And so in their attempts to catch the eggs, they were instead flinging them back over the net... <laughs> That's right, and uh, uh, so they, 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 they this went back and forth, this back and forth, and, and the sister dragon realised that uh, it was through her her unwise uh, decisions that this this spherical egg uh, ended up in this predicament. It was and thus folly ball was, <laughs> was created. Very good, very good. Yes, and the round of applause. Very good. That explains everything. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, uh, similar story over here now. Uh, most obviously, Speedwagons, I'd like you to explain the mythical origins of the game of ice hockey. Ah, okay. Well, um, well I think it was um, conceived in another dimension, I believe. Yep, mm. um, ob- obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where uh, the, 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 whole, the whole planet in this other dimension was, um, was, was, was ice. Just ev- yes. everything was frozen. That's right. Um, just uh, ev- everything. everything. <laughs> um, um, but it, it was so frozen that they just, they just they couldn't get a grip, couldn't build things, couldn't build structures. They would just slip and fall over. It's not, it's not kind of hard kind of ice for crampons. It's, it's, it's very kind of slippy yeah, ice. Yeah, so they needed to make... Something that they could, you know, get around on. Mm, so they mm. came up with these sort of stick-type things with a curve on the end. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And instead, instead of trying to work against the ice, they started to work with it. Um, so, so the kind of the, 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 the tribes on the planet put aside their differences, put aside their crumbles, put aside their weapons, and put them on their feet. <laughs> and then, and then the kind of the the, the slimline um, kind of metallic of these weapons let them glide. Um, um, right across the um, the planet, and then a stargate opened, right? <laughs> and then these two Gaul walk in and stand 
at one either end of this rectangular space. That's true. Um, How which, convenient. <laughs> extreme, well, it, there isn't no um, coincidences, um, but the, uh, the tribe saw these as, as another way to kind of reignite their quarrels, yeah. um, but of course igniting without melting the ice. So they just had to um, kind of play with, with the only things that they knew how. So the, the leader of the tribe took out his false eye, which happened to be round and very black, <laughs> and said... Let's whack this around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it at the goal. It was a very kind of jovial creation, but um, I think that's fine. I think you're fine. But how, do you, how do you explain the, the, the level of violence in ice hockey? How's that? It's, it's, it's from, the, from the tribal quarrels. Oh, the tribal quarrels. The tri- tribal quarrels. No, so, yeah. like the leader. They, yeah. Good. We're quite good. happy hitting his... And that's, <laughs> oh, and that's why we play ice hockey today. Well, thank you. Yes. We'll give him a round of applause there, guys. <laughs> Um, now I might, might put that one to the audience. Um, <laughs> like if you if you think uh, volleyball was a better origin story, applaud now. <laughs> and if you think the ice hockey was a better origin story, applaud now. <laughs> I think I have to give that one to volleyball. Uh, I think ice hockey were with you until a stargate opened and two goals walked through. <laughs> just just goals. Um, very good. So let's the, the the five points there to uh, King's Landing Spatchcocks. Uh, Chip, at the, going into the last round, what are the scores looking like? Well, it's uh, it's really taken a huge lead by the King's Landing Spatchcocks. Got a uh, twenty at the moment with the Moss Eisley Speedwagons only on ten. Ten. Oh, oh, well. That fortunately for them, the last round is worth eleven points. <laughs> what? So, so it's still anybody's game going into the last round, which is of course the debate round. Uh, so we're going to have a moot here. We're going to have a little little debate on this. Uh, each team will get two minutes, uh, followed by a thirty second rebuttal and a, and a summary. Um, so, uh, because you've got such a lead over here, uh, Kings Landing Spatchcocks, uh, would, you, would you like to be uh, for or against the moot on this one? What is the moot? Uh, I'm not going to tell you that. You just have to... <laughs> We'll be the affirmative. You'll be the affirmative? Okay, you'll be the affirmative uh, for the moot. The future of sports is definitely death sports. (laughs) So you'll be arguing that the future of sports uh, should be death sports. You guys will be arguing that uh, we should not be moving into death sports. Uh, So, King's Landing Spatchcocks, you have two minutes for your opening argument, starting from now. What is sport? Sport is gladiatorial combat, but caged around with all sorts of rules and regulations that stop you from murdering the other players. Basically, it's just a big, big old tease for murder and death. Played out on a, on, a, on a field That's in front right. of people or, who are baying for blood. Exactly. Uh, ice hockey is definitely making moves in the right direction. Rugby is, uh, you know, the amazing uh, neck injuries, cheerleading, <laughs> biggest injuries of any college sport in America. Right, American but it's football. not enough. Not enough. No. <laughs> we don't go far enough, and it's got to change. And I think, I think. Finally, the authorities are waking up to the fact that that's what the people want. That's right. There's, I mean, there's money on the line, but is there somebody's life? No. Where's the danger? Exactly. It's, it's, they're all going to have oranges at halftime, and the, you know, they're going to give wimpy. this speech. No, unacceptable. Imagine gymnastics with no pads. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Imagine swimming pools with no ends. You just keep swimming and swimming <laughs> until you drop. <laughs> Imagine all those things. And then believe them, for that is the future. That is our future, a future where sport equals death. 
Yeah. Death by sport. It will be so. King's Landing Spatchcocks, everybody. <laughs> yes, let's give them a round of applause. Uh, more slicely Speedwagons uh, your, your opening statement um, um, I love what you said there Scott about sport as our future and uh, we're here on the negative belief that the future is not in death sports but in life sports <laughs> <laughs> let's introduce you to this concept yes well it's if you start killing everyone well we just we just won't really have a future have you, have you ever thought about about playing sport where where, where the, the um, where, where life is, is really the key thing it's about love you mentioned that that all, all this money you're throwing around money can't buy happiness but life can <laughs> I mean yeah what happens to the the rules and the skills that we grow up with death sports will completely eradicate all that it's all about killing and what if, what if we're all playing a game of life and the person who lives the longest wins and we have to have the, the, the best journey on the way there? That's right, we're the all, little car with the little... We're all, we're all helping each other. Are... We're all spinning our dials. Oh, look, twins! <laughs> <laughs> Let's, yeah, play sports with unlimited respawns. <laughs> yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, most likely speedwagons, everybody. <laughs> Uh, with with the hippie approach now, uh, okay, uh, Kings and Spatchcox, have you got a, a rebuttal there? Thirty second rebuttal. Well, yeah, the, most likely they, they they mentioned the game of life, and of course, famously, the game of life, uh, the piece you drive around is a car, uh, which which is one of the highest uh, causes of death in our society. <laughs> so it really is a game of death if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, look. Hobbs said it best. Life is nasty, brutish and short and it should be as entertaining as possible before we die in an explosion of some kind. <laughs> That's right. And, These and, hippies have got nothing to absolutely. do with what we really want. Absolutely. And I think, I think death sport is life affirming because, because uh, only, only the losers die, bear in mind. <laughs> if you, you, know, you live if you, if you win. So it's like you, know, you have to fight for life. And that's a beautiful thing. A beautiful good, thing to good. fight for. I have to stop you there. Okay, uh, more saucy speed wings. Have you, have you got a response to this? Uh? Yes, I, know, I, I don't think you need to fight for life. I think you need to live for life. Because, mm. hey, that mm. makes sense. And I think, uh, I think under, under your dystopian future, you're not fighting for life, you're fighting to not die. <laughs> which I think is a, a rather a lot, way, a lot more negative way of looking at it. I think you, you, you have to... Life, life is short, but if, if you make a game out of it, well, it can be as, it can be as long as you want it to be. Yeah, you don't want to... <laughs> Place sports living in fear, I think. <laughs> One okay. thing. Right, good. No, I'll stop yeah. you there before you start singing Kumbaya. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so so a, clo- a closing statement now, a brief closing statement from the, from the King's Landing Spatchcocks. Death sports. Be in them to win them or die. <laughs> Very good. And uh, you guys? Life sports, you're already in the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, profound. <laughs> profound. Okay, so uh, for, the final, for the final score of the night, I'm going to have to uh, go to the uh, audience uh, who train spotting esque will have to choose life or choose death. Um, <laughs> so if you think uh, death sports are indeed the future, clap now. Uh, but if you think life sports for the future, <laughs> clap now. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a close one. I'll do, I'll do that again. Uh, only clap for one. Okay, so uh, death sports. <laughs> and life sports. Wow, that's too close to call. I, I should actually get you guys to do some kind of death sport right here. <laughs> right Please now. don't. Henry is much, much healthier than any of us. So. <laughs> All right, well, and uh, this is a close one, but I'm going to have to award that to the Moss Nicely Speedwagons, everybody. Yeah.
so that brings us to the end of this episode, uh, which just, uh, as usual, leaves us with, whilst uh, Chip swimmingly tallies up the scores, oh. uh, the recommendations, tonight's recommendations. So, Scott, what have you got to recommend for everybody out there in podcast land? Uh, um, uh, well... Um, it's been caught on the hop. Yeah. Scott um, recommends preparing your recommendations before <laughs> the show. I, I'd like to recommend uh, quality... Soccerball-shaped <laughs> whistles. <laughs> they're, they're novelty items that you can use whilst podcasting. Maybe on the field, uh, you could you could uh, like rhythmically accompany your favourite song. Mm. Thank you, Scott, for that genuine recommendation. <laughs> Very good. I'm sure everyone will be looking those up at home. Karen, what would you like to recommend? I would like to recommend Hamilton the Musical by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is relevant because he also wrote Bring It On, the musical. Um, Hamilton is the hip-hop musical of the first American Secretary of State. It's about politics and immigration, and it is so good. Okay, I would, of course, like to recommend The Nerd Degree. Uh, Well done on finding it on the website. If you're listening to it, continue to listen to it. Don't change that dial. That's a very radio era thing I just said. Uh, find us on iTunes, and of course, uh, we've got a Facebook page, and we're on Twitter. Uh, Stephen, what would you like to recommend? I'm going to recommend a book called Beautiful Lego 3. Um, I think I uh, recommended one of the earlier books in the series. <laughs> one or two, possibly. Yes, maybe one or two. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, Beautiful Lego 3 has just come out, and it's got all sorts of um, lovely Lego creations by... Uh, people around the world, um, and includes one of my things this time around too. So, yeah. Exciting. And finally, Henry. Uh, I would like to recommend a board game by Anton Bowser by the name of Takaido. We are actually very much like Sen and I's uh, moot. You compete to have the greatest journey, and you um, uh, travel across Japan on the ancient uh, sea road, trying to have the best time. You meet people, you eat Japanese food, and you uh, have hot pools. Baths with monkeys. So it's basically a perfect holiday. Yes, it is. Is there a death version? (laughs) Um, um, I think there's um, additional expansions, but it's um, it's it's a it's a very zen game, um, and I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a nice sport. Great, Mm. great. Okay, so all that remains now. Also, before um, before just before half time and before we get this final tally up. Um, we would like because because we're ready. Oh, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear nerd degree! Happy birthday to you! Shucks. Hooray! 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 Wow! Thank you, Michael. Let's rejoin. internet land this is a cream sponge with pink icing and a number one candle yeah what you can't see on the podcast is like it's six tiers high (laughs) and it had to be wheeled in on a huge trolley what you can't see is that Ben is cutting the cake before he blew out the candle that's right I think um, while Ben was cutting yeah while Ben's cutting the cake I think it's also with um Tribute, giving tribute to Brendan, whose idea this was from the start. That's right, yes. Brendan Bennett. Uh, currently uh, not here. Up, up now in Wellington, mm. having a, a, a second new degree podcast, so look that one up. Same time as this one should be. 
probably the link underneath the link that you clicked on. Um, <laughs> so we're going to eat cake now. So let's let's wrap this game up. It's time for a, a final update from Chip Swimmingly in the booth. Chip. Um, well, it was a it was a close game really throughout. Um, not really. The Kings Landing Spatchcocks really had the lead the entire way through on uh, twenty points there. But by an amazing comeback with an eleven point round um, on twenty one points, the winners, the Moss Eisley Speedwagons. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the New Degree Big Sports Match game. Thank you for coming. Thank you to the team at Orange Studio. And we will see you later on. (laughs) 